Christian Medical and Dental Associations hope you enjoy today's chapel message. Well, this morning's message is called Taking Merry Moments in a Martha World. Now, those of you who know uh, Luke 10 might already know where this message is taking us. And if you don't know Luke 10, then we'll get into the story. But I would I would suggest that those of us who know the story about uh, Luke 10 and Mary and Martha, who are sisters, that we probably live in a Martha world, a world that places various demands on us, that has expectations of what we can do, even in a finite amount of time. God created us as finite beings, beings who need food, sleep, you know, and amid a 24-hour day, and yet the world tells us that we can do everything even more outside of the 24 hours. We can, you know, be texting all all day long, keep up with our friends by social media. There's no really limit on how we can separate ourselves from the demands and the expectations of the world. So this message, taking merry moments in a Martha world, particularly around this time of year, will help us to recognize how even we're even busier in this time of year. So in my next slide, I'm talking about, wow, what is going on where I'm asking you, are you too busy? So to-do list to check off, errands to run, gifts to purchase and wrap, decorations to hang, volunteering, meals to make and treats to bake, guests to host, church services and special events to attend. There's so many things, traveling, traveling to visit family, and I'm probably leaving a number of other things off of this to-do list. But in, in, in addition to what we're already doing on our day-to-day, these things are typically added because of our society has placed demands on us. So we've made our own traditions that we have to feel like we have to continue to carry out because this is what is expected of us now. So, and all of these activities in truth are good. They're decent and connect us more with one another. But the downfall of living in a privileged first world nation is that our greater efforts extended toward these activities can reduce our focus on Jesus, our Savior, our Lord and Redeemer to third class. So I will go on to say, with all of this busyness and really good things that we're doing, how can we work to keep Christ front and center this holiday season and also every day of our lives? As we celebrate the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ this Christmas, how can we Keep Christ front and center without allowing the season's hustle and bustle to overshadow him and overtake us. So a New Testament story gives us the right approach. Talk about two sisters, Mary and Martha, and you kind of learn about their personalities, their differences as we get into this passage. The story of sisters Martha and Mary in Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42, depicts how life's busyness can make us vulnerable from discerning the good from what is better. Even when we're doing God's work and doing good things. I mean, I know, I mean, I'm speaking to the choir, we're at CMDA, we're doing so many things. A 91 year old organization has done so many things. We're doing very good things. And this may even be a time where we say, wow, where's something that maybe we're doing good things and maybe what we need to do or what is the better of what we can be doing. So as we're looking at this in the Christmas season, maybe also taking a look at this uh, professionally and, and, and personally as we're moving into the 2023 season. So Mary and Martha, so verse 38 says, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary 
who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. And I want to set this up, take a moment to kind of set this up, because I mean, many of you already know the story. One, I'm very taken with what uh, was probably happening in that time. Martha seems like someone like myself, who is very much a planner, who doesn't like necessarily being caught uh, off guard or caught unaware. Um, maybe Martha probably isn't the kind of person who likes things just happen and kind of disrupts her day, disrupts her plans. And she's probably very frustrated with her sister who was just seemed to abandon all her responsibilities and sat at Jesus's feet. And I think about my, uh, I have friends who live in, uh, who are from Mexico and friends who are from Puerto Rico. And they tell me that it is not uncommon in their culture to have food already on the stove cooking for whoever might pop by at odd hours in the day. So maybe three o'clock in the morning or three o'clock in the afternoon, they've got chicken and rice on the stove or what they call arroz con pollo, which is chicken and rice. They have some tamales on the stove. And I'm thinking, so they're already like prepared that somebody could just come by unannounced. They didn't call, they didn't text. They didn't say, you know, I'm gonna come by on Thursday and it's already Monday and you're, you can prepare. I said for myself, if somebody popped by my place, I'm a single woman, I don't really prepare meals like that in advance. I probably would have like some almonds or something for them just to, hey, snack on this almonds till I, till I get you. Uh, I'll, I'll go on my Uber app, I'll go on my Grubhub and I'll order something or I'll throw a pizza in the oven. I probably would not have the preparation in advance like um, to have to cater to somebody coming up unannounced. But not only was it Jesus coming, it was Jesus and his disciples coming. So it was not only just the idea of the disciples coming, but it was Jesus coming. And I can imagine that if Jesus, our Savior, our Lord, is coming to your place for a meal, you don't want to just throw out anything. You want to have like, I mean, it's going to be something from to the nines. You're going to have probably a four or five course meal. You're going to have something um, very nice. You're going to have place settings. You want to have the right everything done well you want everything cooked to perfection and Martha was thinking about all of these all of these different logistics and elements as Jesus was coming you know her, was there and yet we've got her sister Mary who just seemed to abdicate from her from helping her and said you know she wanted to be at the Lord's feet so Martha has, is saying Lord Lord uh, tell her to help me and he's saying Martha Martha you are worried and upset about many things but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. And I and I said before I preach this message to you all, I had to preach it to myself because I'm thinking like in all of this world and all that we do, do we allow God to disrupt us? Do we allow him to, to get in the midst of disrupt our routine or disrupt our expectations or disrupt what we think should be uh, what we do in the moment. Do we allow him to disrupt so we can discern what is um, the, between the better and the good? And I'm also thinking about the meal. He says she has understood the one thing that she needs. And we know Jesus, he calls himself the bread of life. 
May it be that he was a sustenance that was only needed in that moment. May it be that he was only the sustenance as the bread of life. His body would soon be broken for us. That he was the sustenance, that he was the meal. He was a thing, the better thing in that moment. So again, I I read that passage and I really had to reread it because I feel like it really touched me in that way. So moving on, we see all of the story occurs before our time. Does it not describe today's times? We are still hurrying. We are multitasking. I know I'm, I'm talking to myself. We're not always fully living in and taking stock of the present moment. Our minds zip ahead to what needs to be done next, tomorrow, during the week while missing the key thing. Maybe even now, I'm not going to, uh, anybody last, maybe now we're thinking about things we need to do after this message is completed. So Lord, are there, are, I'm just asking, Lord, are there times that you want to just disrupt you want us to distill ourselves to see what you're doing even now in the moment of our Martha world, that you want us to be more like Mary. We just take time to still ourselves, to quiet ourselves, to allow you to disrupt us and make yourself known to us as God with us, Emmanuel, not only in this Christmas season, but also every day of our lives. Well, going on, uh, Jesus and his disciples had come to visit the sister's home. I repeat, Jesus was in the sister's home. Martha was frazzled with preparations while Mary seized the moment and sat at Jesus' feet to listen to him. What an opportunity to be in the presence of our Lord and Savior. So the question I ask is, can you discern what God needs you to do now? Was life distracting you? And I know that's a, a, a tough question to ask or to unpack in this moment because we all have various demands, families, friends, professional world, many things that we're involved in and connected to. This world has made us more interconnected. Uh, but are, are there things that God is um, wanting you to do now that you cannot maybe hear because of all the busyness around you? Or are you partaking in good and worthy activities? All of them are good, yet missing the better opportunity to bask in our Savior's presence. So I'm asking this with thought of, of what can we do to take stock of this moment uh, that we're coming into as far as we're 12 days away from from Christmas and we are asked to send a sword through what we are doing, send a sword through to disrupt our, our, our routine and, our, and our, our busyness that we can actually still ourselves to hear you. So how do we begin to take mere moments in a month of the world? So we'll go to that slide. One, we will say, be present. Be present. I'm talking to myself as well. Be present. You know, when we are taking stock of this moment, for me, it's just hard to keep my mind clear of the demands of the day or what have you. But to be present so that we can hear him, that we can still ourselves to hear how the Lord wants us to do, what he has us to do in the midst of busyness of this life, this the tyranny of the urgent, this, this Martha world that we're living in to still ourselves, to uh, be with, hear him, and to, to be um, mindful of what he's calling us to do, to distinguish between what is good and what is uh, what is not, or what could be better. Another thing we're going to talk about is um, be willing to let something go. Now, I will tell you, now, of all the activities I listed in that in the beginning about the things that we can get caught up doing during the Christmas season, the gift wrapping, the gift buying, the cooking the meals, the volunteering, the, you know, many things, myriad things that we do during the season. You know, this is the first year I really gave myself permission 
I said, you know what? Every year I love writing and mailing out Christmas cards. I send out many, many, many. And I said, you know what? This year I am—I don't have the bandwidth to, to do it. And I had to have a conversation with myself. I didn't answer myself, but I had to have a conversation with myself and say, I cannot write out and mail all these Christmas cards out this year. And I told some folks, I said, hey, look, you might not be getting a Christmas card from me this year because I, I literally just don't have the bandwidth to do it. I, I'm traveling at the end of this week and I just knew I would not have time to, to do it well or to do it, um, to do it right. So no need to put myself in that stress. So is there something that you can be willing to let go to give yourself more bandwidth, more time to be uh, able to be, have an opportunity to have your time disrupted by him? And last, be willing to accept the less than perfect. Boy, is this a tough one. I have. I was talking with a dear sister in Christ. Her name is Rachel. She lives in uh, Minnesota, Duluth, Minnesota. Where I only visit her between June and September because it's too cold uh, outside of that time. Uh, she, she and her younger sister are excellent cooks. I mean, they are like excellent cooks. My sister, Rachel, she is like one who can, you know, she'll kind of put a little this, put a little that in the meal. Doesn't, she'll follow a recipe, but not to the letter. She'll, you know, she'll present a great meal for her family. They sit down at the right time. Everyone's being fed. Yeah, the fajita might have a little bit of burnt on it, but it's, it's a good fajita. She's done a great meal. Whereas her sister, Cindy, is like the, the, the woman of perfection. Like if the dinner is supposed to be on the table at six, you come to the door, she is still measuring off the measuring off the flour. She's still uh, making sure that the rice cooker is set perfectly. Like, and that you might eat at eight o'clock. So, <laughs> and I'm not trying to, you know, but they're both excellent cooks. Is she willing to accept the less than perfect? So I'm just saying this all to say, in this time when we're wanting to really still ourselves and allow God to disrupt us and as showing these things that maybe that you're hearing some things in here that might God might be uh, pricking your spirit to say as we enter this time that there's some things that you can let go. Maybe there's some ways you can be more present and maybe there's some ways that you can be willing to accept the less than perfect in order to take very moment in our third world. So I close with this. Behold. And behold is a, a word that actually gives us pause. When we're talking about behold, we actually kind of sit in that for a moment. Just behold him in this season. In this holy season and every day, may we deliberately take merry moments in Martha's world. May we allow him to disrupt whatever that looks like. May we still invite ourselves against life's busyness to sit at the master's feet, to expectantly hear what he will say to us. And all that we do, May we seek God's wisdom to discern the good and what is better. I'm going to wish you all a blessed and Merry Christmas. I'm going to close this in prayer, and I hope that prayerfully something in this message has uh, impacted your, uh, your hearing and your doing 2023. Gracious Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord, that you have come into our lives as light. You've come to this world with your, through your son, Jesus that you are fully uh, representing yourself to us as God with us, Emmanuel, in this season. Lord, I pray, and I'm asking this for myself too, you would allow you to disrupt the things that are we're doing that are very good, not the best thing we could be doing, that are taking us away from really allowing us to see you. Father, help us not to miss anything about you as we're doing the busy things called uh, life. Lord, I pray that you will bless everyone in, in my hearing, Christmas season, bless those who are going
going to be traveling to visit loved ones, missing loved ones. Lord, Father, we pray that you would comfort them and come near to them and um, give them peace that passes all understanding. Lord, prepare us even now, Lord, as we enter our day, our work day, Lord, to really take time throughout our day and our week to still ourselves to hear from you. Allow us to take a merry moment what is indeed a Martha world. We love you and we praise you. We ask all this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Bert, I want to turn that this back over to you. Thanks, Nicole. Thanks for sharing. Let's give her a hand for sharing. Great, great message, Nicole. Uh, as I was leaving, I had a lot going on today, and Cheryl told me I was in charge of dinner tonight, and I kind of feel released. We'll have cereal, okay? And, uh, and I'll say, Nicole said in chapel, right? Thank you so much for sharing and giving us that challenge. 